He's a good God, and we want to hear from Him. We don't want to hear some of the things i got to say. Actually, we don't want to hear many of the things i got to say. I have to ask forgiveness after I say them. If it's God, then we don't have to. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we thank You for gathering us here tonight, Lord, that there will never be another service just like this one, Lord, for the people watching online, the people here in Branson, the people in Sarasota. Lord, we thank You for this opportunity to come around Your Word, and we ask that we hear from You tonight, that it be Your Word, Your ideas, Your concepts, not an idea of man. Lord, that every word spoken would be of you and that you would watch over me that I would not say things that are not of you Lord and keep keep a watch over my mouth in Jesus name and Lord we pray that uh, you help us and we purpose in our hearts to be hearers of your word Lord to to allow that word to go in into the deep deepest good soil of our heart and to produce good fruit and Lord we thank you in advance for every good thing that will happen through this service tonight tonight and through and through days to come and we thank you for it in jesus name amen amen Amen. you may be seated glory to god thank you lord everybody happy tonight well you might as well get that way it's the way to be amen just keep our glad pants on don't we right that's what my mom said Got the same pants to get glad in. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's open the Bible tonight to 1 Corinthians 2, right around verse 9. You know, I was uh, looking at several different things, but uh, I was looking at uh, God's love for us, and, and that's a great thing. And, and I think that there's so many people that are confident and so glad for God's love for us. And it's a good thing to know how much God loves you. You know what Rick was saying. He loved us so much that he gave. And, and his love for us changed our lives. But our love for him changes our lives even more. Our love for him allows him access into parts of our lives that he would not have if we didn't have that love for him. Amen? It, it allows us to go places that we couldn't get to if we didn't have that love for Him. Amen? And, and it's important because the thing about it is, is God is love. Right? Now, how many born-again people I got in here tonight? So you're recreated. You're, you're a son or a daughter of God, which means you are love, which the ability of love that God has, we have. It's in us. We were reborn with His love in us and the seed of His love to do what He does. We can love in the same capacity that He loves. So we can love Him back as much as He loves us. He gave us that ability. He put His love in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Amen? And, and in loving Him, there, there are benefits to us loving Him. You know, there, I know Brother Moore's brought this one up several times because so many people quote it. They say, um, everything works out to the good. What? To those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So if you love Him, then things are working out to your good. Right. Amen? Uh, now, if you don't love Him, that verse doesn't work for you. See a benefit right there. there there's an immediate benefit of loving Him. Why? Because now... 
Not only are you called according to His purpose, but he's, everything's working out to your good. Why? Because if you love Him, and it's not just an automatic, because if you love Him, you're doing things His way. Amen? You're seeking Him on a regular basis. You're looking to Him for the answers and for the direction. You're not deciding what you're going to do that day, and that's, where you, that's just how it works. You're actually looking for His direction. Amen? And because we love Him... Another benefit of, of loving God, we can get direction from Him. Amen? Amen? Look at, look, well, just right where we're at, 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. King James, me and King James. For as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. You know, people that don't love Him, this verse isn't written to them. Amen? People say, well, all Christians love Him. Well, all Christians should love Him. And all Christians have a love for Him. Right? But, but the kind of love that this takes that He's talking about here is the kind that will seek Him for just for these things. Because, you know, people always quote this verse, but they don't quote the next one because they want to say, well, you never know what God's going to do. We don't, we don't even know what He's prepared for us. But the very, very next verse, verse 10 says, but God hath revealed it unto us by His Spirit. Right? For the Spirit searches all things, Yea, even the deep things of God. The Spirit of God in you, the Holy Spirit, it searches, it is one with God, and it searches the very heart of God. Loving God gives us the ability to search the very heart of God. You want to know what He desires for you? You want to know what His plan is for you? You want to know where, where He's taking you? You want to know what the verse before that said? I hath not seen nor ear heard then you can go straight to the Father, right? You can, you can pray in the Spirit. You can pray and ask. You, it's a, you know, the, um, it is the very next verse that says, look at 11, see if I'm right. Yeah, for what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of the man which, which is in him. In other words, I don't know what Paul's thinking. Well, I really do, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> right? I don't, Paul could tell me everything that, that he thinks he's thinking, and I still wouldn't know his heart. I still would not completely know his heart. Nobody knows his heart except him and God. That's the only two people that know it, and that's because God knows everything. Amen? Same things with God. Why? We're created in his image. It says, even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Well, good news, he put his Spirit inside of us glory to god that's how we got that love in there that's how we got that love in there he shed abroad his love into our heart through the holy spirit and now he says nobody knows my heart except my heart no one knows what 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 i'm thinking what i'm seeing what i'm doing except for me and you if you'll but ask amen and, and seek me. And, and, you know, a lot of people look at this and say, oh, I just can't wait to see. What... No, he wants to show you what he's preparing for you tomorrow. Right. You know, people are looking at this verse like it's off in a, in a history. It says, 
eye had not seen, ear hadn't heard what God's prepared for those who love Him. Right? That doesn't, that, that doesn't immediately take that into the far, far pre, uh, future tense. That takes that into the tomorrow. You don't know what He's planned for you unless you ask. Right? You don't know where, where He wants you to go unless you ask or unless you follow His leading. You know, you might ask or you might... Uh, the other day somebody told me they were getting ready to do something and they got a check in their heart and they didn't do it. They were following the leading of the Holy Spirit. They were doing just this. God revealed His plan to them through His Spirit. Right? And when we override those things or when we refuse to spend time with God or we could quit. Right? God's got a plan. We can say, oh, that's hard. That's hard. I don't think I want to be involved in that. You want me to love people? Hmm. Not sure about that. Not sure about that. One thing for certain, if he tells you to love somebody you don't feel like loving, you know it's God. Right? Because the devil ain't going to tell you to love nobody you don't feel like loving. But the, the very God that's asking you to walk in that love has given you the love to walk in. Amen? And, and if you love him, you love his people. In fact is, if you love him, you love all people. The very verse that, re- that Rick read proves that God doesn't just love everybody sitting in this room tonight. He loves everybody. And He loved them so much that He saved every person that would ever be born in this earth. That's already been born and that ever will be born. He saved them already. Now whether they ever receive that love will be up to them. Amen? But when we receive that love... Then, then, then we put that love in us, and we can also reciprocate that love. Reciprocating the love, would you like that word? Yeah, they'll probably send me a new certificate in the mail when we leave here tonight. A new professorship. Uh-huh. But when we love him back like he's loving us, it, it gives him access to do things and to, and to reveal things to us. Um, think about In fact, his brother Moore preached on this for months. Uh, uh, John 14, go there. Um, he, he reveals himself to us through his spirit. And, and to, to do that, he's looking for people that are loving him. He's looking, and, and people say, oh, well, you know I love him. Well, he had to ask Peter that three times, and, of course, Peter told him. You know I love you, Lord. Right? But, but you know, I, the question is, is that real enough to us? How real does that become? Because everybody says, oh, yeah, I love the Lord. You, you know, if you, if you think about, I remember when I first came back, started serving God, and I would see people that really loved him. And, I mean, a lot of you guys, are, every one of you guys are like that. I'm just not, let's, let's not get anybody offended. But when you were like me and you walked up and saw somebody that you knew just loved God so much they could barely stand in a pair of shoes, huh? When you saw that person, you felt like they knew something you didn't know. And they did. They did. Why? Because they loved him and he was revealing himself to them on a constant basis because as we walk in that love towards him, he continually reveals himself 
over and He opens up a new side of Himself to you daily and, and opens up a new door to you and says, go this way, do this. And, and you'll find yourself doing things that you never would have thought you would do. Thinking things ne- like you would have never thought them. I was dealing with something just recently and, and it was kind of a business. I mean, it wasn't business, but it was a, you know, me, me buying something. And, and found out it probably wasn't worth what I was paying for it. And in my heart, I thought, well, I'm going to offer them less. And I got in my spirit, no, pay them, pay, them the, pay them the full price. And I'm like, why? Because it shows that you love God enough to do what he says, and you love that person enough to do, do it also. You just took the love of God and put it towards God and towards the person you did love perfectly. You follow the commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then you follow the second one. Love your neighbor as yourself. You, love, you, you followed the law of love in a perfect way when you did it that way. And, and you say, well, yeah, but I lost that fit. You didn't lose nothing. And see, what you did was you, made, you, you showed yourself and you showed the world the light of God's love because the ultimate picture of His love is giving. Amen? And you gave out of your heart, not out of necessity, not because somebody had to have it, not because you, they told you they'd sue you if you didn't, but because God asked you to and you loved Him. And that's why you did it. You didn't do it because you knew that you'd, you'd get a thousand-fold return, although you would. You'd get a return. You can't give. You can't, God doesn't ask people to give and then, because He can't. He's, he's a creative God, and when you do something, it creates more something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you do something for God, it creates more of the something you did, mm-hmm. and, and it'll create it in, on a large scale because He's a good God. But, but the reason we did it is because we loved Him, and the reason we could do it is because we loved Him. Because love is empowering. Love is enabling. It, it takes, well, let's read this verse, 14.21, John 14.21. It says, He that hath my commandments and keeps, my comm- and keeps them, he it is that loves me. Now, now, you know, a lot of people say, well, what he's saying is, if you love him, you'll do this. Now, what he said is, he that does it loves me. You've got to love him or you won't do it. Right? People, people that don't love him and keep his commands, he doesn't know that they, they he doesn't know that. Right? Because love gives it its value. Amen? It's, if you love him, you will keep his commands. Why? Because you love him. Right? You know, what always blessed me was if I told my daughter to do something and she did it without questioning me and did it happily why because now i know she did it because she knew i loved her and she loved me amen that's what god wants to see he wants he wants you to know that he loves you but he also wants you to love him back and and many of the ways that we love him back are in trust in faith right in praise in honor in worship Amen? That's the way we love Him back. Glory to God. 
in allowing him to be our deliverer, in allowing him to be our healer. What, what are you doing? You're loving him. You guys lost me, huh? Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Psalm 91, 14. We'll go back to John, though. Psalm 91, 14. Because he set his love upon me. You know what this word love means right here? It means to cling to, to join to, cling. And, and so you could read it like this. Because he's clinging to me and won't let go, I will deliver him. Why, why will he deliver you? Because you love him. Right? I'll set him on high. Why? Because he loves him. Right? Because he's known my name. Verse 15, he'll call upon me and I'll answer him. Why? Because he loves me. All these are benefits. I'll be with him in trouble. Why? Because he loves me. Loving God is so important that sometimes we skip, we, we, we sit there and say, oh, I'm so glad He loves me. I'm so glad He loves me. And man, I'm so glad He loves me. Oh, the love of God is amazing. But what's even more amazing is that He puts it in us to love Him back with. Amen. Remember what it says in 1 John? It says, we love Him because He first loved us. If He had not first loved us, we wouldn't have had the love to love Him back with. That's right. Glory to God. But He put that love in our heart and He changed us. He changed us and He made us a love being. He made us just like Him. Glory to God. So when people say, oh, I, can't, I just can't be kind to them. No, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And if you love God, you will be kind to Him. Right? And that's all you've got to go back to. You know, if you're thinking about going a different direction than what God told you or you don't like what God told you to do, if you love Him, you'll still go that way. Right? There's been, there's been times in my life I'm like, I don't like that. Because well, i got flesh still. Right? None of you had to deal with that, so I'm really glad. But, you know what? Every now and then, God will say, we're going to do it this way. Or He'll tell the Morris to tell me we're going to do it this way. Right? And I'll say, hmm... I'm not for it, God. And basically, I can hear in my heart, do you love me? And he's not trying to manipulate me. He's asking me a serious question. See, we do that, and we're trying to get somebody to do it something for us. He's, getting, he's trying to get us to do something for the right reason. Amen? He's not manipulating. God will never manipulate you for anything. He'll ask you a question so that you... To, to get you to a better place. Amen? Back to, back to John 14. It says, He who has my commandments. Okay, so we want to clarify some of these words because hath doesn't just mean they're, they're in front of me. It means you're holding on to them and possessing them with all your heart. You're, you're not just, you don't just have them in a drawer. You, know, you don't got them written out and they're in your desk drawer. You have them. You have them. Right? You want to hath them? Hath them. Sound like I got a lisp. But you have them. Amen? Amen. And, and when you have them, you possess them in your heart. And, and then you keep them. Because why? Because you have them and you love Him. 
You love Him, so you have them and you keep them. Amen? Let me, let me show you an example of that. Go to uh, the story of the rich young ruler. Rich young ruler, Mark 10, verse 17. Mark 10, verse 17. It says, When he has gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeling to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Why callest me good? There's none good but one, and that is God. Verse 19. Thou knowest the commandments. Don't kill, commit adultery, do not steal. Now what, what did we just read? He that has and keeps his commandments. Jesus said you know the commandments. All right? Do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. Next verse. He answered and said, Master, I have observed these. That word means I kept them. In other words, I did these. I did these. He didn't say I had them. He said I did them. The verse that we read in John 14 said, If you have them and do them. If you have them and do them. He said, I did these. And the, and the way we know that he did them without love is in the continuance of the story. Continuance. You know, I'm getting smarter every day. And that's going to be hard on Kim. Smart and pretty. I am the whole package. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> now watch this. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Why do we love him? Because he first loved us. What's Jesus doing for the rich young ruler right here? He's giving them the ability to love him back. Hmm? Jesus loved him. Jesus loved him. And he said to him, there's one thing you lack. He said, go thy way, sell whatsoever you have, give to the poor, and you'll have treasures in heaven, and come take up your cross and follow me. In, in a short version, Jesus saying, I don't have your heart. Your heart's somewhere else. Your, your love is divided. Your love is divided. In other words, you kept the commands, but you didn't hold on to them. Doing things legalistically. Obedience is awesome. But obedience, because you love him, is amazing. And it, it, it creates an avenue in your life for God to work in you and through you towards others. This, this man was doing nothing for anyone else. Right? Because what Jesus say? You lack this. You need to go give. You need to go sell all you have. In other words... You're rich, but it ain't helping anybody. Nothing wrong with being rich. The fact is, there's everything right with being rich. Right? If rich don't have your heart. If God's got your heart, then by golly, rich will do some good for you and a lot of other people. Amen? And, and, and a lot of other ministries. And it will, it will take the kingdom and the, and the gospel to places that it couldn't get without that rich. Amen? It's a good thing. But God didn't have his heart. And, and for, for John 14, 21 to work, you have to put love him and, you'll, and you will have and keep his commands. 
Amen. Go back to John 14, 21. First place. It'd be like, what if I went to Kim and said, I love you almost as much as a cheeseburger. (laughs) Right? I don't think she's going to think highly of me. Right? I love you, but my car. My car is something else, honey. I really love my car. And really, that's what he was doing. He's saying, I love my money. He went away sad. Because why? Because he loved his money. He loved his money. He loved being rich. He loved what it afforded him without the realization that loving God would take him so many more places. Amen? Glory to God. He that has my commandments and keeps them, that's who loves me. Right? When you love me, you'll, have, you'll hold on to them. You'll, when we love God, when, when, we're, when we see something of God and we desire it with all our heart, it's because we love Him. And so when we see His commandments and we say, i got to do that. You're, you don't have to do that because you're afraid you're going to get in trouble if you don't. you got to do that because you know that it's going to please Him. When you love somebody, you're trying to please them. If it, te- you know, Brother Moore's been teaching on prayer, and you know, one of the things that's really hard for me to do is to get quiet. I know that's hard to believe as much as I talk, <laughs> right? But you know, people say, "Oh, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I just can't sit down. I can't sit down." You'll never be a good doer if you can't just sit down, right? I'm telling on me, not you. Don't just smile. Say, I'm glad Dave's like that, not me. Thank God it's Dave. But I'm still pretty and smart. Oh, yeah. Amen? And, and so if I love God and I desire to do my, my best for Him, amen, then, then I'm going to do what it takes to do my best for Him. And, and I'm going to allow His love to love me and, my, and his, my, his love in me, to love Him back, doing those things that He's called me to do. Yeah. Doing each and everything and not missing anything because that's how I love Him back. When I follow His commands because I love Him, now I've given Him access into my life to do something because I did th- what He said. When I do it because it's just the way you do it, then I allow Him no access into my life. Love is the avenue that He takes to get there. Amen? And, and when we love Him, we'll follow His commands. We'll do what He says. We'll, I lost one of my pages. We'll do it, though. It's in here. I'll find it back. Right there. See, I told you I had it. Amen? And, and, and it's important because the benefits of loving Him are, are as great as the benefits of being loved by Him. And that's, you know, the benefits of being loved by Him is that you can love Him. So, I mean, well, that, that one benefit alone would, would be good. But, you know, the other thing is, is when, you, when we love Him, we refuse to quit. We will refuse to quit. Look at, uh, look at a verse. Let me think about what verse that is. That a verse. Well, look at, look at what we talked about with Peter with Peter in uh, John 21. Uh, Look at just 16. He says it three times, but 16 
16 will get the point across. This is the second time you ask him. He said, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? He said, yea, Lord, you know that I love thee. And he said, feed my sheep. Now, if he'd have said, no, Lord, don't really love you, he wouldn't have said, feed my sheep. Why? Because one of the benefits of loving God is the ability to work in the kingdom, to do things for him, to be his hands and feet in the earth. One of the benefits of being an effective person for the kingdom of God in the earth is loving him. People that don't love him will not be effective for the kingdom of God in the earth. Why? Well, they don't love him. They they, they want to be loved, but they don't want to love back. And one one, one thing that love does is it gives. And if you love him, you're giving. And what's the most important thing to him? People. So if we love him, we're giving ourselves to people. What did he say? No, no, no greater love has a man that he lay down his life. And, and people say, oh, you've got to die for him? No, you've got to lay down your life for him. What's he saying? He's saying, do whatever it takes to make them comfortable. Do whatever it takes to bring them across, to, to help them overcome. And, and, and people say, ah, oh, yeah, but i got Monday Night Football. I'm talking about me again. I'm trying to leave you guys out of this tonight. See? You know, I wanted, I knew that the Lord had laid them on my heart right before the car wreck they had. wonder why I didn't pray. Right? If you love God, you'd love those people, and you'd take the time to do it. Amen? When you love God, you'll take the time to listen to Him. You'll take the time to hear from Him and do the things He's called you to do because He's calling us to do something. If you go back to the very first verse we talked about, He's he's prepared something for us every day. And your eye hasn't seen it and your ear hasn't heard it. But He's prepared it already. Amen? But you could find out. I could find out. What if if I prayed? (laughs) What if I got quiet? Whew! Dave's flesh would really have to struggle then. It's, it's okay. We can do that. And when we do that, we'll get direction that will almost always help somebody else. And I don't even want to say almost always. It will always. Even if it doesn't seem like it helps somebody else, it will always help somebody else. Amen? Because that's what it does. And as we do it, because we love Him, He empowers us along the way to do it. He gives us the provision. He gives us the way. He gives us the tools. He gives us the words. Whatever we need, because we love Him, He's he's able to get all these things to us, just like He can deliver us. He can save us. He can, with long life, He'll satisfy us. Why? Because we love Him. Because we love Him, we opened a door for all these good things that his love wanted to do for us in the first place. But when we loved him, it opened that door wide so he could get them to us. Amen? When you get saved, when I got saved, when we be saved, we don't get saved, we be saved. Amen? But the day that we accepted Jesus as, as Lord of our life, we felt the love of God. And we heard the good news of the gospel. And in hearing it, we got faith in his goodness. And we this far loved him back. Right? 
You did. When, when you took that step to confess Jesus as Lord, you were loving him back. Why? Because you were accepting the love that he gave you. When, you, when, when, somebody, when somebody receives something from you, they're loving you back. When they take something from you, no love involved. But when you reach out your hand to give them something and they receive it, they're loving you back for the love you're giving them. When, 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 when God sent Jesus and he gave him to us, gave him for us, and we reached out to receive that gift, we loved him back. And in doing so, he put his love in us and shed it abroad through the Holy Spirit and enabled us to do more and more and more. Where did I tell you guys to go? Did I tell you 1 Corinthians 13? That's the love chapter. But we're only going to read verse 7. These are things that love does. And so if love does them, then we do them. Right? So God could say, I want you to do this. He said, I can't bear that. Yes, you can. (laughs) I want you to do this. Mm, Don't know if I got enough faith for that. Yes, you do. Well, I want you to do this. It's going to take a while. Mm, I don't have that kind of time. Oh, you can endure. Huh? Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. It's always expecting. It's always believing. It, it, it stands in the face of anything that comes against it. And if you're loving, you will stand. And you will not fall. Because love never fails. So if you are doing what you're doing for God because you love Him and you're loving somebody else in this same thing, then that love will bear up under all circumstances. It will believe the best no matter what it sees. It will always be expecting something better and it will endure until it's overcome. That's what love does. And you say, well, I did that and it happened. Then you got out of love. People say, well, can you do that? Yeah. Well, what's this, what's this in Matthew like 24 where it says because of law, the, the great amount of lawlessness or iniquity, the love of many will wax cold? Same love. It's the very same word. So what's he literally saying? He's literally saying that there will be people that will quit on themselves and others because of what they're looking at. You can do that today. I'll guarantee you. You go home, watch the news for six hours. You will quit on everybody you ever dreamed about. Switch channels and you can quit on both sides. Right? Because they're talking bad over here and bad over here and it's getting worse over here and it's getting worse. And finally saying, oh God, just let them go to hell. What happened? Your love waxed cold. Right? Which means your love for him waxed cold, which means your love for them waxed cold. Amen? You know what the next verse after that says? It says, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. And he's not talking about salvation or going to heaven. He said, he who endures to the end will be delivered, protected, healed. What's he saying? I'll be with you. It's Psalm 91 all over again. He that loves to the end. He that loves me and loves my people. He that endures to the end. Glory to God, they'll be saved. In other words, no matter what's going on, you're going to be okay. Why? Because you're walking in love. It's unfailing. 
It's unfailing. You're doing what God said to do. Look at another verse here. James 1, 12. It's good tonight. I like this. Thank you, Lord. We get the CD. Thank you, Lord. He helps us because, you know, it, it is easy to bask in His love for us because He does love us and, and He lavished that love upon us. I mean, he, he literally took love more than you could ever stand and He put it in a package small enough that you could hold and put it in your heart. And then He said, how big will you let it get? He put His love in your heart and He said, it can be as big as me. How big will you let it get? Amen? Glory to God. How big will we let it get? James 1.12, Blessed is the man that endures temptation. That word temptation, one another word for it is provocation or provoked. Blessed is the man that endures being provoked. Provoked to what? To sin, to quit. Right? To quit. Most of the temptation, once you sin, what, what, what really happens? You quit. It's kind of like if you don't feel good. You're not sick until you say you're sick. So what the devil's really trying to get you to do is quit and say, I'm sick. You know, people say, well, you know, I don't want to make a bad confession. It's not about making a bad confession. You don't want to confess something that's not in line with God's Word, and he says you're healed. He said you were healed before you got sick. Right? So we can't be sick unless we say we're sick. And so the devil wants you to get mad and tempt you. He wants to provoke you by feeling bad. If you can feel bad enough. And, you know, if we were just smart enough to say it, we'd say, no. Hey, my throat's hurting. My body's combating this sickness within me. I got a stopped up nose. My body's doing exactly what God created it to do. It's 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 attacking the sickness that's trying to attack me. But instead, we say, oh, <laughs> got a sore throat. <coughs> throat hurts. I don't feel very good. <coughs> Road hard. Put away wet. Brother, I know the Word of God says you're healed. I know that if you just believe God, God's Word says you're healed, and you say, no, that's a lie. I'm sick. Whoa. There you are. You were just provoked, and you didn't endure. Right? But blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to who? Them that love him. So the man he's talking about, blessed is the man that loves him, that when he endures temptation. Blessed is the man that loves him. Because when he endures temptation, when he's tried, he'll receive the crown of life which he was promised before the temptation ever came. The crown of life, the love, the things of God, those are the things that we push for. Those are the things that, we, that, that keep you going. When, when you don't like the way it's going or you don't want to do it or you don't feel like it, when you know and you love God, you keep going. You endure. When you don't love God, you quit. 
when you forget about God, when, 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 the, when the temptation comes, becomes bigger than the promise, then we quit. Again, we want to be that person that when everybody walks up to you, they think you know something that they don't know. And the truth is you do. Why? Because God's revealing things to you through His Spirit. Go back to John 14, 21. God's revealing things to us through His Spirit. John 14, 21. It says, He who has my commandments and keeps them. He who has them, he who possesses and holds them. In other words, he that values them. He that values them and does them. That's who loves me. And I'll love him. Or he that loveth me shall be loved by my Father. And I'll love him and I'll manifest myself to him. The other word for that is I'll reveal myself to him. Why? Because when we love him, it allows him to reveal more of himself to us. Why? Because now you love him. When, when you allow his love in you, right, he, he's revealed everything you can handle right then. But when you begin to love him back, he can now reveal more and more and more to you. Amen? Because when you love him, you can get a hold of 1 Peter 2.24. Right? Because what he's showing you is how much he loved you, and it makes you love him even more. It causes that love to grow in you. Amen? And so, so by doing this, it allows him, just like in the first verse we read, to reveal more and more of himself to you. One of the greatest benefits of loving God is, is, is revelation of, of his heart. How many people want to know the heart of God? I mean, I, I mean, everybody in here knows a piece of the heart of God, but he's saying we can know the very heart of God concerning us concerning us, those, those that love Him. If you love Him, you can know everything that He has prepared for you. You, you. You've never seen it. You've never heard about it. But you're going to through your spirit. He's going to reveal it to you. Why? Because you love Him. The, the love we have for Him enables Him to do things that otherwise would not be, He would not be able to do. Amen? If we, if people that only take from God... In other words, he's a good God. There are people out there in the world today taking from him on a constant basis. I'll give you a good example. There's people in the rock and roll industry right now that have an anointing on their life, and they're using that anointing for, to, for worldly gain. They're taking from God. Hmm? I'll go closer to home. There's people sitting in church that have an anointing on them to do something for God, and all they're doing is sitting in church. (laughs) That one wasn't nearly as popular as one. Well, two things. You've got to be taught first, right? Many people don't know that. But they have an unction in them, and they know there's more. And what, what's Brother Moore say when you know there's more? There is. Amen? And, and every person sits there and says, I know there's more. I know I, know I could be doing more. And, and you're right. God, God, God has given you the ability to do more, but you're not going to see it until you do the first step. Amen? Until you commune with Him, until you love Him and let Him love you and you spend time. And, and you know, I'm preaching to myself, but that's a good thing because I need to hear it like you do, right? 
Spending time with God is how He reveals Himself to you because you won't spend time with Him if you don't love Him. Now people say, well, no, I'm just scatterbrained. No. Here's one thing I can guarantee. If we want something bad enough, we will make sure we get it. Right? Right? Man, I've been sitting at home 10.30 at night. Man, I'd like some brownies. But it's 10.30. Grocery stores closed. Walgreens stays open. Huh? You'll find a way if you really, and that's a really weak, weak thing, but you will find a way. You, so, you know, some people say, oh, I got this bill, dude. I don't know how I'm going to pay it, but it's got to be paid. Somehow they find a way. If you really want to do it and refuse to quit, you will find a way. And that's when we cop out with God and we say, you know, that's just unattainable. I can't do that. You want me to pray for 15 minutes straight? You know what? That would have been a long time for me at a season in my life. I'd have said, can I drive somewhere while I'm listening? Right? Isn't isn't there a tape I can play while I'm listening? And say, no, you need to get quiet. Quiet. You need to sit down. You need to hear. You need to let me reveal myself to you. And see, that's the thing. When we love Him, we let Him reveal Himself to us. Right? When we need something and we push Him to get something for Him, we're not letting Him reveal something to us. And 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 even if we get what we wanted, we won't learn what we should have learned to get it. Amen? There's many times. He's so merciful. And there's many times where I got myself in a pickle and had to have something and and thank God for his mercy he helped me he helped me but I didn't learn anything so guess what I got back in the pickle and I don't like pickles right real ones or those and when we learn something and when God we allow God to reveal himself to us because we love him then now we learn on a level to where we we walk on through that and, and we walk to the next phase and he reveals himself to us in the next phase and he reveals himself and he reveals a plan and a new plan and a new step and a new direction and a new way. And, and he puts you in places where you didn't think you could. As Christians, if we'll endure temptation, in other words, um, I want you to go here tonight. No, I don't want to go there tonight. Huh, you want me to go to the grocery store? Can't Kim just go? No, I need you to go. You sure? Because Kim's good at grocery shopping. In fact, is she doesn't even like me to grocery shop because I buy Intamins and, and Little Debbie's, and she really doesn't. She's not big on me going. He said, I need you to go. Okay, I'll go. You know, I'm thinking, well, you know, wants me to help Kim out. No, there's somebody at the grocery store. He's revealing himself to me, and he's opening up a plan. Amen? Every place we go, we should go with purpose. And, and the only way we can go with purpose is if we know that we spent time with God and allowed Him to reveal Himself to us and to reveal that plan that He's prepared in advance for us to walk. Right? He said that I've prepared good works for you to do in advance. Correct? Well, that lines up with the verse in 1 Corinthians 2.9. But Because how many in here know all the good works He's prepared in advance for you to do? Has God given you the whole plan yet? 
No, but you still have good works to do. So what you have to do is you have to spend time praying and seeking God and, and, and pressing in to His goodness and, and, and listening to Him and getting quiet and saying, okay, Lord, I know, I, I, I know I'm supposed to be somewhere doing something. Show me. Show me what to do. You know, a lot of people say, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't go to work the next day. No. <laughs> no, that ain't the Lord. That's the lazy. That's the lazy in you. Maybe I need to quit my job and listen to God all day. No, that's the lazy in you. <laughs> Remember, everything God tells you to do will line up with His Word. He that don't work, and I really like to eat. <laughs> don't love it, but I like it. <laughs> Glory to God. He's a good God. He, he's setting us up, and, and he's, he's given us that love to love Him with, and as we love Him, as we love Him, He allows us to love others. He, he loves others through us, and He allows our love to love them. And it's so awesome because he, that's what He said. He said, I want you to love your neighbor. And, you know, that, that doesn't mean your Christian neighbor, <laughs> right? That, that's why you got to endure, right? Because anybody can love their Christian. Well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of people can't even love their Christian neighbor, <laughs> Right? But what he's saying is, I want you to endure. So you're going to have to love somebody who ain't loving you back, right? But what if you're that person that looks like you know something that nobody else does? The reason you look like that is because your smile's a little bigger, the light, on, the light on you is a little brighter, and, and the love in you is a little stronger. Why? Because if you just walk around people and you're loving God so much that that love in, in you just loving somebody else, you just start loving other people. My mom was like that. She just, she drove me crazy with love. Woman was never sad, ever, ever. People say, that's not possible. It is, she wasn't. Because why? She loved God. She loved God. She fell in love with God and never fell out. Amen? And when she went somewhere, somebody was going to hear about God whether they wanted to or not. <laughs> but you know, one thing I was reminded about her just the other day by somebody was that she spent hours, hours in prayer seeking God, just sitting and being quiet. I'd come home at night and she'd be over in a corner in the dark. I'd say, Mom, what are you doing? She goes, I don't know. I just felt like getting up and be getting quiet with God. I'd say, what are you doing? She's praying about China. Big subject, Mom. That was carnal. But she was loving God. And she loved him. When you love God, he'll call on you. He'll call your name. When something needs to happen, he'll say, Dave, get off the bench. Come on. Need you in the game today. Why? Because you love me. Because you love me, I can use you. Glory to God. I can use you because you're going you're gonna to walk in this place and you're going to act like I would act. When, when, when His love becomes our way, then we begin to love like He loves. Then we can go anywhere. And He'll say, you're going to do exactly what I'd do. I want you there. But you've got to be willing to spend that time quiet, 
praying whatever it takes to hear from God. And then you got to endure. And then you got to bear. And then you got to believe and hope and not quit and hope and not quit and hope and not quit. And then one day, say, ah, it must not going to be work. No, no. God said it would work. I believe God. Why do you believe God? Because I love Him. He's never lied to me. He's never told me something that wasn't true. I love Him. I'm sticking this out. That's the loving Him helps you endure. It helps you get through. It helps you cross the finish line. That's what he wants us to do. He gave us a perfect example in Hebrews 12, and we'll close with that. Hebrews 12. It says, uh, Hebrews 12. I've got it. Hebrews 12, 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight... You know, he mentions weights first rather than sins because, you know, Christians, they may not be sinning, but they got all these I don't want to do's behind them. You know, I don't want to do's must weigh like a 1,000 pounds apiece. Right? Or I don't like that. Some of them say, well, I got to go to church. I can't help that person. <laughs> well, you guys didn't catch that, did you? I got to go to church. I can't help a person. That's what the priest did. When he passed by the guy that got robbed on the right. on the way to yeah. from Jericho to wherever, right. right? On the road, right? That's what the priest did. I got to get to church. I don't have time for that guy. <laughs> Levite came by and he said, "That priest is right in front of me. I got to hurry. I don't got time." Those are weights. Yeah. Those are weights. Those are those are excuses to fail. That's what weights are. Excuses not to endure. Excuses not to love. Excuse, you know, and they're good excuses. Why? Because they're churchy. <laughs> churchy. Man, you come up with all these churchy excuses. Right? Can you help me? Let me pray. You ain't going to pray? That's a, you should have said instead of let me pray, say let you get away. Right? Because that's what you meant, isn't it? Right? Churchy. Anybody in here been churchy before? Right? I paid somebody's bus ticket to get away from me one time. <laughs> Mrs. Moore called me about five minutes after I did it. How's <laughs> churchy? That was early 2000s, okay? I've grown this much since then. I'm a professor, pretty, good-looking, grown. You know what? I find that if I'll give in, if I'll allow correction, if I'll allow training, if I'll listen to somebody or, or listen to God when he says, hey, you need to slow down, you need to spend some time with me. And if I love him, and every time... Thank God I've passed that test. And I said, you know what? I'll do it. And, and I think tonight, that's what he would say to all of us. He'd say, I want you to spend a little more time. Brother Moore's been teaching on it. There's a reason he's been teaching on it. I want you to get quiet. I want you to pray. I want you to hear. Right? 
And I think he'd say that to every person in here because there's nobody in here that doesn't love God, right? right? And he's saying, I want to use you because you love me. But I need you to listen to me. Do you love me enough to listen to me? He's not manipulating you. He's saying, it's going to be good. Do you love, Do you trust me? Glory to God. And I think that's what we want to do. We want to look at Jesus. This verse goes on and it says, don't let the weights and the sin, which easily entangles us, right, entangle us or beset us, but let's run with patience the race that's set before us. The run with patience tells you right away it's not a sprint. <laughs> I used to play football, and I hated when they said you're going to run a mile. Hated. And I can say hated. I loathed it. <laughs> I would say, give us 40 40s, but don't give me a mile. Let me run a sprint every day, but don't give me a mile. What's God saying? He said, I want you to run a mile. I want you to be patient, and I want you to not miss any step. I want you to run the full mile. I want you to go past this road. I want you to go past this person. I want you to go to this store. I want you to be in this church. I want you to be in this service. I need you to be at this person's house. I need you to go to healing class this day. I want you to be over here. I got you, I got you planned to be over here. And, and all the time you're saying, look what God's got for me. Look what God's got for me. And it's keeping you running. Why? Because you're looking at what God's got for you. It's no longer a mile. You're now loving God. And, and you're running and you're, and you're patient and you see the things that God has for you and you do it. And at the end of it, just like Jesus, verse 2 says, who are we looking at? Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that ran the mile first. And he ran it for you and he ran it for me. And he endured the cross. He endured the cross. He endured the shame. He endured the being sped on. He, had, he endured being, being striped, with, being whipped and beat and beard pulled out and every bit of the shame of the cross. He endured it for you and me and He gladly endured it. Amen? Despised its shame. He said, no, this is no shame. Why? Because I love God and I love them. And I'm accomplishing everything that God ever wanted me to do in this earth, right here in this one moment in time. And he endured the cross, and he didn't quit, and he overcame, and now he's set down at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for me and you. And we're seated right, behind, right beside him in heavenly places. What would he say to us today? Will you get quiet? Will you spend some time with me? Will you hear what I got for you next? We can win the world if we're all out there winning it together. Yeah. Amen? Right. We can make a difference in every person's life that we come across if we only recognize that God put them in our path. They're not a bump, right? We, we tend to run over people like they're a speed bump. Ooh, what was that? <laughs> Lord, I don't know what he was doing there. <laughs> the Lord put him there. Quit kicking him. Right? People aren't a bump in the road. Situations and circumstances that we're equipped to, to, to help in because we love the Lord. 
we can be that person. Amen? Amen. Amen. How many would say, Hear my Lord. Hear my Lord. I'll get quiet. I'll spend time. I'll listen to you. Everybody stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know, one thing I know for sure is that I got a room full of people in here that love the Lord. Amen? You know what? The rich young ruler, he wanted to love the Lord, but he'd put a few things in front of him. I think I got a bunch of people in here that are willing to set those things aside. If you've put something in front of you, if you're in front of God, or you've set Him to the side, or set something else up above Him, tonight's tonight. Say, Lord, no more. It's not, it's not a big deal, because He never quit loving you on the same level He always loved you. And you still have the love that He gave you to love Him back. So this isn't a hard thing. It's just a tweak in your heart. It's just, I'll do it. So everybody that will, raise a hand towards heaven with me. I'm going to do it. Pray this with me. Father God, thank you for loving me. I love you. And I purpose in my heart to spend time listening to you, praying to you. Lord, I purpose to follow to have, to hold, and to keep your commands because I love you. And because I love you, I'm expecting you to reveal yourself, your plan, your purpose, your dreams, your heart, your vision for my life. You will reveal it to me. I will sit still and listen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just thank Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for using us. Thank you for purposing our lives for good to do your work here on the earth because we love you. Thank you, Lord, for every good thing that you'll do in and through us here at Faith Life Church, watching on internet, every person that's received your word tonight, Lord. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You got a song, guys?